Hello and welcome to the Proud to be Dapper podcast. Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. I hope you are all well. The sun has come out this week to cheer us all up as we are staying indoors. If you open your windows and listen quietly, you can hear the birds sing. It's nice to sometimes take a moment and listen to all the sounds around you. This week, it is me, Miss Ford, and Miss Lamb presenting your podcast. Hi, Miss Lamb. How are you? What have you been doing in your free time this week? Hello, Miss Ford. Uh, Well, I've been doing some baking. Uh, a bit of running, quite a lot of reading, and also I'm attempting to learn the keyboard. It sounds like you've been doing a bit of mindfulness, Miss Ford. What else have you been up to? Um, I've been doing some spring cleaning, and I've also been learning some yoga using some YouTube videos. At the end of each day, I've liked to sit down and watch some of my favourite movies too. What have we got in store for the podcast this week? We've got lots of exciting content in the podcast this week. We've got two lovely stories, one from Mrs. Williams and one from Mrs. Bates. We've got some riddles from Miss Thomas and Miss Verley, um, as well as the riddle of the week from Miss Desai. And for any of you who are Disney fans, Miss Clayton has a special challenge coming up too. But first, we've got our quiz. This week's theme for the quiz is Easter and spring. So I hope you enjoy it. You might want to get a piece of paper and a pencil ready to write your answers down. You could pause the podcast to give you some more time. Okay, so I've got question number one here. Question number one, what type of hat, beginning with the letter B, is traditionally worn at Easter? Question two, what is the name of the Friday that comes before the Easter weekend? Question number three, in the UK where we live, spring begins in March, but in which month does spring begin in Australia? Question four, What animal, beginning with the letter L, is born at Easter time? Question number five. What is a crocus? Is it a type of insect, a type of flower, or a type of frog? Question six. What type of bun is traditionally eaten at Easter. Okay. And finally, we've got our bonus question. Now, if you were listening last week, you will know that our bonus question is always about a member of staff. So this week's question is, who has an egg rolling competition with their family 
every Easter. I'll read it again. Who has an egg rolling competition with their family every Easter? Is it Miss Roden, Mr. Sanderford, or Miss Clayton? Okay, here are the answers. Okay, question one. The answer is a bonnet. Question two, the answer was Good Friday. Question number three, the answer was September. So the seasons in Australia are like opposite to ours because now that we're in spring, they are in autumn and when we have our summer they're having their winter question number four the answer was lambs question number five the answer was um, a type of flower and question number six the answer was hot cross buns my favorite Okay, and the bonus question, um, listen up now, the answer is... It's me, Miss Roden. Every Easter when I was little, my family and I would hard boiled eggs and then we would paint them in all kinds of different patterns, um, as many different colours as we could. Uh, there was a steep hill just near where we lived and so we would all stand at the top of the hill and then roll our beautifully painted eggs down the hill. The winner was the one whose egg got to the bottom without cracking or breaking. If you had more than one that got to the bottom in one piece, then we would repeat until we ended up with one egg that was still in one piece when all of the rest of them had broken up uh, and been eaten by all the hungry seagulls who flocked in to eat the bits of egg white. So if you want to start your own Easter tradition, maybe you could try something like rolling Easter eggs. That sounds like a lovely family tradition at Easter. My family tradition is blowing out the insides of the egg and painting the hollow eggshell. And then we hang the, the decorated eggshells on a tree or something in, inside. And it's always really nice. Um, so that's the end of our quiz. What's next, Miss Lamb? Next, we have a story from Mrs Williams. Hello everyone, it's Mrs Williams here. I'm going to read another story. This time I'm going to read a story called The Tiger Who Came to Tea by Judith Kerr. This book is very old. It was actually written and published before I was even born. But I do remember reading it at school and I'm sure lots of you will have heard this story before. Once there was a little girl called Sophie and she was having tea with her mummy in the kitchen. Suddenly there was a ring at the door. 
Sophie's mummy said, Oh, I wonder who that can be. It can't be the milkman because he came this morning. And it can't be the boy from the grocer because this isn't the day he comes. And it can't be daddy because he's got his key. We'd better open the door and see. Sophie opened the door and there was a big, furry, stripy tiger. The tiger said, Excuse me, but I'm very hungry. Do you think I could have tea with you? Sophie's mummy said, Of course, come in. So the tiger came into the kitchen and sat down at the table. Sophie's mummy said, Would you like a sandwich? But the tiger didn't just take one sandwich. He took all the sandwiches on the plate and swallowed them in one big mouthful. Um! And he still looked hungry. So Sophie passed him the buns. But again, the tiger didn't eat just one bun. He ate all the buns on the dish. And then he ate all the biscuits and all the cake until there was nothing left to eat on the table. So Sophie's mummy said, Would you like a drink? And the tiger drank all the milk in the milk jug and all the tea in the teapot. And then he looked round the kitchen to see what else he could find. He ate all the supper that was cooking in the saucepans and all the food in the fridge and all the packets and tins in the cupboard and he drank all the milk and all the orange juice and all daddy's beer and all the water in the tap. Then he said, Thank you for my nice tea. I think I'd better go now. And he went. Sophie's mummy said, I don't know what to do. I've got nothing for daddy's supper. The tiger has eaten it all. And Sophie found she couldn't even have her bath because the tiger had drunk all the water in the tap. Just then, Sophie's daddy came home. So Sophie and her mummy told him what had happened and how the tiger had eaten all the food and drunk all the drink. And Sophie's daddy said, I know what we'll do. I've got a very good idea. We'll put on our coats and go to a cafe. So they went out in the dark and all the street lamps were lit and all the cars had their lights on and they walked down the road to a cafe. And they had a lovely supper with sausages and chips and ice cream. In the morning, Sophie and her mummy went shopping and they bought lots more things to eat. And they also bought a very big tin of tiger food in case the tiger should come to tea again. But he never did. Wow, can you imagine if a tiger came to tea at your house? What would you feed him? What would you give him to drink? Would you be scared? Or would you be excited? Maybe that's an idea for a story you could write. You could write all about the day a tiger or maybe another animal came to your house for tea. Or maybe you can think about you and your family going to a cafe. What would you order? Sausages and chips sounds, sounds really nice. And some ice cream for afters. Mmm, that's got me hungry. Anyway, you lot take care and I will see you soon. Bye-bye. story Mrs Williams I remember hearing that story when I was a child okay Miss Ford get your thinking hat on now because next we have some riddles from Miss Burley 
and Miss Thomas. Oh, how exciting. Okay, I'm ready. Hello. Hi, Miss Fairley. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Miss Thomas. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm enjoying the sunshine from my house and staying inside and being safe. What are you up to? I'm doing the same thing. Well, it's good to stay safe. I hope everybody at home is okay and we're missing you. So we thought we would do some riddles for you. So for this, you need a pen and paper ready. Are you ready, Miss Fairley? I am ready. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I've got my pen and my paper and I'm ready to go. So let's let's get going. Okay, riddle number one. Ready? I'm ready. I'm tall when I'm young and I'm short when I'm old. What am I? Riddle two. Some months have 30 days, some months have 31. How many have 28? Okay, are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. I have a thousand needles, but I do not sew. What am I? Are you ready for number four? I'm ready. I am the beginning of the end and the end of time and space. I'm essential to creation and I surround every place. What am I? Say that one again, Miss uh, Thomas. I am the beginning of end and the end of time and space. I am essential to creation and I surround every place. What am I? That was a difficult one. Yes, but once you get it, you'll get it. It's fine. Right. Are you ready, Miss Furley? To put me through my paces with your riddles. Yeah, I am ready. Okay, so, I've got my pen and paper ready. Let's go. Number five is why is an island like the letter T? Ooh, love that. Next one. The next one is if you throw a blue stone into the Red Sea, what will it become? Okay, interesting. So if you throw a blue stone into the Red Sea. Oh, okay. And number six, is it number six or seven? Number seven. This is number seven. Is I am an odd number but okay. take one letter away and I become even. What am I? Okay. Odd number, take one away and I become, become even. 
Okay, so let me think about those, about the odd numbers. Okay. Well, I'm going to go away. I'm going to have a think about the riddles and I'm going to come back to you in a few minutes and we will do the answers later in the podcast. Yes. Right. Well, good luck, everybody. I hope you can figure the riddles out. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness, I find riddles really tricky, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to carry on thinking about them during this next part. Now it's time to find a cosy spot in your house and to listen to a story from Mrs Bates. At the end of the story, we'll hear the answers to those riddles. Hello, it's Mrs Bates again and this week I'm going to read another story. This one's called Mr Bird's Nest and the House Next Door and it's by Julia Donaldson who's also the author of The Gruffalo. So there are four chapters in this story so I'm going to be reading two today and then you'll have to tune in next week for the other two. So chapter one, Mr Crocodile. When Dad told us Granny was going to come and live with us My little brother, Elmo, said, There's no room. Is she going to sleep in the bath? No, she'll need her own bedroom, said Dad. We're going to have to look for a new house. Granny couldn't live on her own anymore because she kept getting into muddles. She had a black cat called Panther and sometimes she put dry cat food instead of catnip into the tray where he did his poos. Panther didn't mind, he just ate the food. But then he did mind the day Granny put cat litter in his bowl instead of cat food. Mum and Dad were worried that Granny might feed herself the wrong things or leave the oven on or forget to turn the tap off. We went to look at a lot of houses. The man who showed us round the houses was called Mr Mills, but Elmo called him Mr Crocodile. When I asked why, he said it was because of his big false toothy smile. He has false teeth or a false smile? I asked. Both, Elmo said. Most of the houses we looked at had something wrong with them, but Mr. Crocodile just smiled and said they were all charming. Then one day, Mr. Crocodile took us to see an empty house. The path up to the door had thick bushes growing over it. Butterflies were fluttering about. This will be charming once the garden's all cut back, said Mr. Crocodile but Elmo and I liked it the way it was. The front door of the house had a lovely knocker in the shape of a lion's head. Inside it was all empty and bare and there were a lot of cobwebs. Mum and Dad walked around slowly with Mr Crocodile but Elmo and I raced about. We ran up the clickety stairs and looked in all the rooms and cupboards. One of the bedrooms had wallpaper with jungle plants and monkeys on it. There was a big cupboard, the kind you could walk right into. Inside the cupboard, there was an enormous spider's web with a big fat spider sitting on it. Maybe it's a bird-eating spider, said Elmo. When Mr Crocodile and Mum came upstairs, Elmo and I raced up to them. We've got to buy this house, I said. It's got butterflies and a lion and monkeys and a bird-eating spider, said Elmo. It's a jungle house. Mum and Dad didn't look too sure, even when Elmo said that he'd give them some of his pocket money to help pay for it. They said the bedroom downstairs was too small and dark for Granny. Mr Mills says the house next door is up for sale too, said Mum. 
let's go and have a look at that. The lady who lived in the house next door didn't look very happy when she saw Elmo and me. She made us take our shoes off before she let us in. We followed the grown-ups round all the boring rooms. Most of them had wallpaper with flowers on. There was a smell like flowers too. I think it was all the polish the lady had put on her tables and chairs. When we left, Elmo said, That was a horrible flower pot house. We can't move there. If we do, I'll run away. But Mum and Dad liked it. That sunny bedroom would be just right for Granny, Dad said. In the end, we did move to the flower pot house. Mum, Dad and Granny liked it. But it didn't feel like home to Elmo and me. Elmo hated the flowers on the wallpaper in his room. He made up a song. Roses are red, violets are blue, flush the lot of them down the loo. After three days of that, Dad told Elmo to get lost. All right, said Elmo, I will. And the next thing we knew, he was gone. Chapter 2, The Rusty Key We looked all over the house and garden for Elmo. We even drove to our old house in case he'd gone back there, but he hadn't. We started to get really worried then, and Mum rang the police. While we were waiting for the police to come, I had an idea. There was still no one in the jungle house next door, so I went into our garden and climbed over the wall. The grass in the jungle garden was long and swishy, not like the short, neat grass in our garden. I stood still and listened. There was a sound from inside one of the bushes and out jumped Panther. He went over to a tall, thick tree and I followed him. The tree looked very old and there was a big hole in the trunk like a door. I looked inside. There in the tree, curled up and fast asleep, was Elmo. After that, we went to play in the garden of Jungle House every day. Sometimes Panther came with us. He chased insects and leaves. We pretended he was a real panther in a real jungle. One day, Panther was chasing some leaves under the old tree when I noticed some metal in the grass. It was an old key. Maybe it fits the back door of the jungle house, I said. We tried it in the keyhole and it did. The door opened with a creak and we went inside. The jungle house looked just like the last time we'd seen it. But now there were even more cobwebs. The spider in the cupboard in the monkey bedroom looked even fatter than before. That spider must have eaten a lot of birds, said Elmo. We played on the stairs for a while. I wish we lived here, I said. Well, we can't, said Elmo. Mm, but perhaps we can. No one else lives here and we've got the key. We came back the next day and the day after and we made a den in the cupboard in the monkey bedroom. We took some polish from our house and polished up the lion door knocker till it shone. But we didn't clean anything else. We wanted the jungle house to stay full of cobwebs and secrets. One day, we let Panther in. We wanted him to meet the bird-eating spider. They were just about to say hello when we heard the front door open. I grabbed Panther, almost shut the door of the cupboard and we kept very quiet. We could hear footsteps on the stairs. Two men were talking. One of them was Mr. Crocodile. He kept saying, charming. And the other man's voice was low and mumbly. He kept saying, yes, yes. 
The footsteps came into the room. They came right up to the cupboard. Then the door handle started to turn. We pressed ourselves against the wall behind the door, but Mr Crocodile only opened the door a tiny bit. He said, Another good cupboard, and the old man said, Perfect. The footsteps were going away again when something awful happened. Panther jumped out of my arms. He landed on the floor with a thud. (gasps) Do we have a ghost? The mumbly voice said. The next moment, Mr Crocodile opened the cupboard door again and found us. So, I have read for you the first two chapters in Mr Burnsness and the House Door Next Door. And next week, I will finish the story. So, it's got very interested in, and I can't wait to find out what's going to be happening next. I hope you're having a great Easter break and uh, speak to you again soon. Bye. Hello, answer time. Hello, welcome back. We have some, we have, our readers, we have some answers for everyone. So get your pen and paper back out because we have some answers for you. Um, Are you ready, Miss Furley? I'm ready. Okay, so answer number one, I'm tall when I'm young and I'm short when I'm old. What am I? I am a pencil. Did you get that one? Me or the children? <laughs> no, it meant you, Miss Belly. Well, I thought it was a candle. A candle. Well, it could be a candle, but for this one, I've just said it's a pencil. Okay, riddle number two. Some months have 30 days, some months have 31. How many have 28? The answer is they all do. It's kind of a trick one. Number three, I have a thousand needles, but I do not. I do not sew. What am I? The answer is a porcupine. Did you get that one? Um, I didn't know. It wasn't what I thought. Well, it could have been. Okay. Number four, I'm the beginning of the end, and the end of time and space. I'm essential to creation and I surround every place. What am I? Now this one is really tricky, so if you've got this one, I'll be really, really impressed. Um, It is the letter E. So E starts the word end, and in time, the letter E goes at the end, and in space, the letter E goes at the end, and in every place, the letter E goes at the beginning. So. There you go. There are the answers to those ones. Turn to yours, Miss Fairley. Yeah. So, number five. Why is an island like the letter T? Ooh. Because it is in the middle of water. Excellent. Number six. If you throw a blue stone into the Red Sea, what will it become? It will become wet because it's in the sea. Oh, excellent. Um, number seven is I'm an odd number, but take one letter away and I become even. What am I? The number is seven. Uh, I am Brilliant. 
Okay, so that's all we've got time for. So hopefully we'll see everybody soon. Stay safe and have a good Easter, everybody. Have a good Easter, Miss Bailey. Thank you, you too. Bye. How did you do, Miss Ford? I only managed to get two right. It was really tricky, wasn't it? I always find with riddles, as soon as you know the answers, you go, oh, yeah, of course it was. And you think it was really obvious, but they are always too tricky. Too tricky for me. Have you got your brain warmed up, though, Miss Lamb? Yeah, definitely. Okay, good, because next we've got Miss Desai's next instalment of the Riddle of the Week. Hello everyone, Mr. Sai here with Riddle of the Week. Now, last week I set this riddle. What travels around the world but it stays in one spot? Did you get the answer? Here it is. Drum roll, please. A stamp. Well done if you got it right. If not, don't worry, here's another one for you to try. What is always in front of you but cannot be seen? Hmm, I wonder. I will be back with the answer next time. Until then, take care and keep smiling. Hmm, that was another tricky one. We've got something else here actually from Mr. Sai. Let's have a listen. Hello everyone, Mr. Sai here. Over the last few weeks, hand washing has been highlighted as a means of keeping healthy and stopping the spread of germs. Yes, it is important now, but to be honest, we should always be practicing good hygiene by washing our hands properly. It is suggested that every time we wash our hands, we should scrub them for at least 20 seconds. I'm sure lots of you have been singing happy birthday to help you with this timing. In case you're getting bored with that tune, I thought I would suggest some other songs you could sing. How about If You're Happy and You Know It? Please give the clap a miss though, that could get messy. You might want to try Mary Had a Little Lamb. If you want to brush up on your French, why not try Frere Jacker? Last but not least, why not try Row 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 Your Boat? I wonder how many verses you can come up with. I'm sure you will have lots of different songs you've been singing whilst washing your hands at home. Why not let us know and we can share them with everyone next time. Until then, happy hand washing. Thank you, Mr. Sai. I was getting bored of singing happy birthday, but I'm going to give some of those different ones a go now. Now, Miss Lamb, are you a Disney fan? I am, yes. Good, because I am super excited for this next one. It's with Miss Clayton and it's all about Disney movies. Shall we have a listen? Hello everyone, Miss Clayton here. As some of you already know, I am a Disney fan. So in the spirit of the season, and as I suspect quite a few of you might be watching a bit of Disney at the moment, I have some I Spy Disney movie Easter eggs for you. 
This is when a character from one film secretly appears in a different one and they are quite tricky to spot. Here are some that you can keep an eye out for with the pause button ready next time you watch a bit of Disney magic. So when we meet King Triton and the Little Mermaid, you can see Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck and Goofy in his watchful audience. They are very small though, so good luck. In the Aladdin animation, can you spot the beast from Beauty and the Beast in the Sultan's stack of toys? And in Tarzan, Mrs Potts from Beauty and the Beast and her little cups make an appearance as the little gorilla's drum kit. Oh, poor Mrs Potts. Watch out for a glimpse of Cinderella and Tiana in the ballroom scene of Frozen. And when Rapunzel and Flynn walk up to visit the castle and Arendelle for Elsa's coronation, during for the first time in forever. Boo gives Sully a tiny Nemo teddy and a Jessie toy from Toy Story when they're back in her bedroom in Monster Inc. Keep an eye out for King Triton in The Princess and the Frog as he appears as a giant float during the celebration of Mardi Gras. The eagle-eyed amongst you might also spot the bottom of Buzz Lightyear lying on the floor in the dentist's waiting room and finding Nemo. Oh, poor Buzz. So there you go. Happy character hunting. And just to finish off, here is the Disney fact. Did you know that they created Beauty's Beast by combining a lion's mane, gorilla's eyebrows, a buffalo's beard and head, a bear's body, wild boar tusks and a wolf's tail and legs? Which animals would you combine to create a Disney character? Maybe you could draw them and create your own story. Thanks for listening everybody and take care. Well, that's it. We have come to the end of our podcast. I have had so much fun presenting with Miss Lamb this week and we are missing you so much. So it was nice to say hello. We hope you enjoyed listening to some of your teachers' voices. Have a happy Easter and a fabulous week. You too, Miss Lamb, and good luck with your keyboard. Thank you, Miss Everybody, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Bye.